Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. C-O-L-G-A-T-E. Colgate presents Bill Stern. With the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, is on the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, with stories rare. Take his advice and you'll look keen. You'll get a shave that's really clean. You'll be a Colgate brushless fan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill Stern speaking from Hollywood, California, bringing you the 432nd edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Since we're broadcasting from Hollywood tonight, our star is one of the most famous in Hollywood, Eddie Cantor. But before we present Eddie Cantor in person, here is Real One. Here in Hollywood, from where we're broadcasting, men have to look their best. So naturally, they want the best shaves. And that leads me to ask you, Mister, what about your morning shave? Does it pull and rasp at your beard, leave your face touchy and tender? Then this proposition is made to order for you. Try Colgate Brushless. There's one buck cash. Says Colgate Brushless wins you in a flash. You may have tried dozens of preparations, but you'll find Colgate Brushless Shave Cream really answers your problem. And here's the reason. Because it's light and finer textured, Colgate Brushless completely surrounds, softens, and supports each bristle better than greasy, heavy creams. No matting down, no clogging. Your razor doesn't skid or slip when you use Colgate Brushless, but cuts through clean and smooth. Yes, sir. One buck cash says Colgate Brushless wins you in a flash. Get a larger, giant-sized tuber jar of Colgate Brushless. Then, see the difference that lighter, finer texture makes. Notice how slick and sweet it makes your shave and how comfortable and fresh it leaves your skin. Then, if you're not 100% convinced after one week that Colgate Brushless is the ideal shave cream, mail the carton top back to me, Bill Stern, care of Colgate, Jersey City Zone 2, New Jersey, and you'll get your dollar back fast. Now, you never had a sweeter offer or such a sweet shave. There's one buck cash, says Colgate Brushless... Wins you in a flash. Real two. Portrait of a prize fight. Because we're in Hollywood tonight, it's particularly appropriate that we tell this story. For this story reached its climax right here in Hollywood. But let me begin the story. Several years ago, there were two youngsters who were amateur prize fighters. One was named Mike Burns. The other was named Jim McHugh. Both Mike Burns and Jim McHugh were good fighters. When they finally fought each other, it was quite a fight. However, as that fight progressed... Mike Burns was getting the worst of it. His eyes were almost closed, and because of his eyes, the referee finally had to stop the fight. For Mike Burns, it was a costly defeat. A costly defeat because the beating his eyes had taken in that fight had only aggravated an old eye injury, and soon his vision began to fade. Until before long, Mike Burns was blind. When the news of Mike Burns' blindness got around, Jim McHugh was horrified, for he'd been the last person to fight Mike. And since that fight had been stopped because of the condition of Mike's eyes, Jim McHugh felt partially responsible for Mike's blindness. And so, so Jim sat down and wrote a letter to Mike. A letter in which Jim told him that he did feel responsible for Mike's blindness. He told Mike how sorry he was. And he asked if there was anything he could do to help. Several days later, he received a letter in reply. It was a strange letter, for it began, Dear Jim, please don't feel sorry for me. Most people think I live in a world of darkness now, but... I don't. You see, 
Now I can see only what I want to. When I think of a flower, it's beautiful. I don't ever have to watch that flower fade or die. If I speak to a girl, I can imagine that she's pretty. When it's gray and the skies are overcast in my world, the sun is always shining. And when I walk down the street, I'm always bathed in sunshine. For to me now, all streets are sunny. No. No, this being blind, Jim, has its good points, too. Best regards, Mike. When Jim McHugh received that letter, he was amazed. And he was happy for Mike. Mike, who in losing his eyesight had gained a whole new world. Jim carried that letter around with him. He showed it to his friends, and they all thought it was beautiful. And then one day, one of his friends said, Listen, Jim, you always fancied yourself a songwriter. Why not try to put Mike's ideas to music? If you can express it half as beautifully as he has, it should be a lovely song. It was a good idea. And Jim did write just such a song. In this song, he tried to give the world Mike's ideas of how if people would only forget their worries and walk down the street and pretend that the sun was shining, they'd be happy. Finally, the song was done, and it did become a truly great song hit. And so, and so a blind prize fighter inspired Jimmy McHugh to write a song, a song that was destined to be great, a song that's just as popular today, just as popular today as the day when that song first written. Ah, but there's an amazing ending to this story. For Jimmy McHugh took the money he made from this song and he used it for a special purpose. He used that money to send Mike Burns to an eye specialist. And that eye specialist operated on Mike Burns and Mike's eyesight was restored. And that's the story. A story that had its beginning when one prize fighter accidentally blinded another. A story that ended when this blind prize fighter's eyesight was restored by the profits from a song. A song that he himself, through his own blindness, had suggested and inspired, inspired to be written. A song written by the very man who'd accidentally blinded him, blinded him in a cruel and vicious prize fight. Yeah, yeah, that's the story. The story of how Jimmy McHugh came to write one of America's truly great songs. A song that all America has since come to love. A song called On the Sunny Side of the Street. Life can be so sweet on the sunny side of the street. Profile of one fighter who blinded another and yet restored the other fighter's eyesight by writing a song his blindness had inspired. But wait a minute. Here in person is Jimmy McHugh. Thank you, Bill. It brought back a lot of memories to hear you tell how I happened to write on the sunny side of the street. Well, Jimmy, while I've got you on the show, I'd like to say something. Go ahead, Bill. Jim, you're a songwriter by profession, and yet, strangely enough, you become interested in staging swimming meets. And, Jim, no man in AAU swimming championship meets as you have. In fact, in February, I understand that you're staging a championship meet for the benefit of the Youth Center in Beverly Hills. How'd you get interested in this sort of work, Jimmy? Well, because as a youngster... I had pretty tough sledding, and I determined that if I ever amounted to anything, I'd try to give others the chances that I never had. Let me tell you a story, Bill, that illustrates my point. Years ago in New York City, there lived a poor boy. His nickname was Happy. He wanted to play basketball, but Happy was so poor, he didn't get much of a chance to play this basketball. He's grown up since then, and he's with me tonight. Here he is. 
the famous star, Eddie Cantor. Eddie Cantor. Eddie. Hello, Bill. Thank you, Jimmy. Hi, Eddie. Eddie Cantor. Say, it's nice of you to drop in. You're a pretty busy guy. What, with your radio program and your new picture, if you knew Susie? Oh, to, to, to. I'm not so busy. Not so busy that I couldn't get down here to back up Jimmy McHugh in trying to get a break for kids or to talk about sports, for that matter. Now, don't tell me you have many genuine sports stars out here in Hollywood. Why, I thought that was only publicity. Publicity? It certainly isn't. Ever hear of a football player who came out with the Alabama team to play in the Rose Bowl and stayed to become a movie star, Johnny Mac Brown? Oh, yeah, but that's just the exception, Eddie. No, 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 it's not, Bill. Did you know that Victor McLaughlin once fought against the heavyweight champion of the world? No, I didn't know that. And we've got some pretty fair swimming champions here, too. Oh, well, you mean Esther Williams. Yes, and how about Johnny Wiseman? Well, he was good, too. And don't forget Alan Ladd was an Olympic diving champion. Say, I forgot about him. Or that Errol Flynn was a member of the Irish Olympic boxing team. That's true, too. And Mickey Rooney, huh? Mickey, he once won a California State Junior Tennis Championship. Well, I guess that's just about all there are, Eddie. Oh, why, Bill, I've hardly started. Huh? What about the skating star by the name of Sonia Henney, and a former professional gentleman jockey by the name of Ray Milan, and a former prize fighter by the name of Bob Hope? And wait a minute, wait some... a minute, Eddie, wait a minute, wait a minute. I take it back. I guess Hollywood is pretty much of a sports town. Yes, Bill, we here in Hollywood pride ourselves on sports. In fact, we pride ourselves on being good sports. Let me explain what I mean. You see... Hollywood is a strange place. And yet our town is always the first to answer the call for help. I don't care whether it's a flood or a war or whatever it is. Whenever trouble calls, Hollywood always answers. You know, Bill, Irving Berlin wrote a song called There's No Business Like Show Business. Well, I'd like to add, there are no more generous people in the world than show people. Bless them. Ah, thank you so much. Good luck and good night, Eddie Cantor. Real three, you know the city of Hollywood we're in is supposed to be the city of easy money. Well, speaking of easy money... Just another reminder, there's one buck cash says Colgate Brushless wins you in a flash. Try it. You'll see why Colgate makes this proposition. You'll see why so many men and top-notch sports stars are switching to Colgate Brushless. Listen to Bill Stern sum it up. Because it's light and finer textured, Colgate Brushless completely surrounds, softens, and supports each bristle better than greasy, heavy creams. No matting down, no clogging. Your razor doesn't skid or slip when you use Colgate Brushless. It cuts through clean and smooth. Tomorrow, get a large or giant-sized tuber jar of Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. Start enjoying those slick, smooth, face-happy shaves that lighter, finer texture gives you. If after one week you're not convinced that Colgate Brushless gives you beautiful shaves, just send me the carton top and I'll mail you one dollar. Address Bill Stern, Kara Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey. For the champion of shaves, accept this champion of offers. One buck cash says Colgate Brushless wins you in a flash. Real four. Portrait of Hollywood. As Eddie Cantor pointed out a moment ago, here in Hollywood, from where we're broadcasting tonight, there are some great sport champions. And this story we're about to tell is a story about two of those champions. And yet it's such a strange story that Hollywood could well make it into a movie. For you see, it's a story about two great athletes. Two athletes who were born in Canada. One of these boys was named Johnny McRae. The other was named Gitz Rice. These two boys, Johnny McRae and Gitz Rice, became good friends, for they first met at McGill University in Canada. Both went out for the tennis team, and being good players, both Johnny McRae and Gitz Rice made that team. They not only made the McGill University tennis team, but they played together as doubles partners in defeating the best collegiate stars from other Canadian universities. Johnny McRae and Gitz Rice might have won the Canadian tennis championships. That is, they might have won those championships 
had not the first World War come along, but it did come along in 1914. And so, both Johnny McRae and Gitz Rice put away their tennis rackets and enlisted in the Canadian Army. Shortly after that, Johnny McRae was killed. Gitz Rice was heartbroken. He not only lost his tennis partner, he lost his pal. And in memory of his pal, Gitz Rice wrote a song. A song called Dear Old Pal of Mine. Oh, how I miss you, dear old pal of mine. That song became famous. Famous because it was beautiful and famous because it had been written in memory of Johnny McRae. For you see, Johnny McRae was already famous. For he himself had written something before he died. Yet he must have known that he was going to die. For it was he who wrote, We are the dead. Short days ago we lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow. But now, now to you from failing hands we throw the torch, be it yours to hold it high. For if ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders' field. While sweet dreams rest you, dear old pal of mine. And that's the story. The story of a great tennis team, two men who left behind them imperishable writings, one a sad song, the other a tragic poem, but that's not the end of the story. For these two together gave the world something else, something joyous and happy. For when they were both alive, Gitz Rice wrote another song, and Johnny McRae introduced it and popularized it, a song that can never be forgotten, for it became the most famous song in the First World War. For it was these two tennis partners who were responsible for Mademoiselle from Armentiers. Mademoiselle from Armentiers, sports stars who wrote their names in fame. And that's the 3 mark for tonight. We've been broadcasting tonight from Hollywood, California. Next Friday evening, we'll be back same time, same stations, when our guest will be another of Hollywood's great stars, Kay Kaiser. So be sure and be with us at our usual time next Friday evening, when we present as our guest from Hollywood, the famous orchestra leader, Kay Kaiser. See you then. Until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the news of the day, newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. Now, until next Friday night at this very same time, this is Bill Stern wishing you all a good, good night from Hollywood. Bill Stern, the Colgate-shaped man, is on his way. Bill Stern, the Colgate-shaped man, has lots to say. He told you tales of sport heroes, the inside help he really knows. So listen in next Friday night. C-O-L-G-A-T-E. Eddie Cantor appeared on this program tonight courtesy of Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer and may be heard over many of these same stations each Thursday evening. The Bill Stern Show tonight came from Hollywood. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.